And we're talking basketball here on the Hoop Ball Sacramento Kings podcast. I'm Sam Comenti, alongside the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge here on this beautiful Monday. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. We're about to watch some Giants baseball. That's all I'm going to say about it. We need a win tonight. That's why we're doing this now. But Jill, rough... um. Rough week- weekend for sports, right? I mean, we had no Kings content to keep us really entertained, except for some of the stuff we we're going to go over, but no games. So instead, we had to watch our Giants. You are a Giants fan, correct? Let me make sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I was at the game on Saturday. Blech. That was upsetting. I, yeah, I, at least I, we got one. At least we got, we got one. We got one yeah. big game going on in about an hour. The Niners, um, well, they've turned on Kyle Shanahan. The Raiders, <laughs> that, I could talk. Yeah, as a Niner for, fan, that wasn't great. <laughs> Yeah, and then more my Raiders. injuries too, and yep. now the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders. Everyone's gonna already know what's happening when this is uploaded. So I don't even need to say anything. It's a mess. But thankfully, this is a basketball podcast, so we can focus on basketball. And the focus for the Sacramento Kings tonight, in their second to last preseason game, is the Blazers, who won't look like the Blazers tonight, Jill, because nobody's <laughs> both playing. teams are resting just a bunch of players. Which yeah. I, Walton is now doing his his pregame press conference, I guess. And I just saw the the comment that said that uh, Bagley's feeling better today. Um, tomorrow's an off day for the Kings. So he said basically it made sense for anyone that's going through any kind of like soreness. Why wouldn't you give them today and tomorrow as treatment day? So that includes Buddy. That includes Bagley. That's um, anyone that was necessarily feeling soreness. I'm not sure about. Um, it said Halliburton was rest, um, but he very well could be sore, maybe on the wrist. I mean, who knows? Um, but yeah, if you, if anyone's paying attention to any other team right now, like it's rest galore, like this, yeah. it, the Kings and the Blazers are not, are not alone. There's been ones too, where there's guys, one, uh, the Cavs are sitting, uh, Sexton just for the rest of rest of the preseason. He has like some shoulder soreness so they're like not even you know like why risk it um totally understand for preseason why risk it yeah you gotta get Uh, back it's it's the beginning of the year you have a lot of games like exactly yeah it's um, you gotta you gotta get ready to go back to 82 which doesn't seem like it would be a huge difference 10 more games but it is and it's a more it it pretty much is the exactly the exact normal schedule that they're used to pre-pandemic so, yeah, I mean, people haven't really talked too much about it yet, but there are going to be a lot of injuries, unfortunately, at the onslaught on start of the season, just because people's bodies are going to have to readjust. So it makes total sense that Walton and many other coaches, as you said, are going to prepare for that in- inevitable yep. situation. Starting lineup tonight is exciting, though, for what we do have and who is playing for the Kings. Davion Mitchell getting his first start with this group next to Fox and then Barnes, Harkless and Holmes. What do you think of that lineup? I think it'll be fun. It, it, it should uh, should be gritty, right? I mean, with adding Davion and, and Harkless to it. I'm curious now to see the, um, does this mean maybe Ramsey will be running the second unit? Yeah. Um, at this point, he's the only other like point Holman. guard. Well, and then you have Davis, like, but I think Ramsey, I, you know, at least has uh, some Coleman. Yes, as well. Um, but I, th- I would think just being... Mm, they might want to get more minutes for Ramsey. So yeah, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which um which way they go with this. But I would imagine you get more Davis, Terrence Davis, 
um, I, I'd assume you get more Ramsey, um, because Buddy's out too, right? So, um, mm-hmm. Lewis King, my guy, Lewis King, Lewis King. Yep. Maybe we'll see some Woodard who we haven't seen. Um, and then we're going to, we'll have Len, he's still there, but Thompson's out. So maybe we'll see some, um, some of her guy, uh, Kata. Um, yeah, we haven't seen him yet this preseason. Have we? No. So we might see some Nemi. So, uh, that's, that'll be exciting. Uh, might see maybe some more Metu possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, since yeah, well, ba- right Bagley and Thompson are out, right? Who were both had been playing the four, and then you have Harkless filling in. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of these guys that were getting those, you know, end of the fourth quarter minutes could. There's a chance they could see some more minutes, and at this point, why not? Right? It's why not. Why not get him some run, get him some run. Yeah. And I don't know what will happen in the last preseason game on Thursday against the Lakers at home. There is a high probability though. I would think Joe, that that would be the game that you treat as obviously like the tune up, you know, you, you, you play your starters. I know the Lakers are, yeah, are they? Okay. They, um, they, it'll be the very AD came out. I think it was yesterday after their game against Phoenix and said, it'll be the first game that it'll have Westbrook LeBron and okay. um, AD all playing together. So, and the Kings yeah. are likely to do that too. Most teams will treat the last game as, as the final tune up, get, get your rotation kind of in order. So this yep. game of course makes sense as one where it's almost like you're punting on it. Just say, Hey, let's see what else is going on. Like what these guys can do at the bottom of this roster. If they fit on the roster or if they fit on the G league squad or what's going to go on there. So yeah, it, it's a game that if you're, not a fan of uh, like those edge of the roster, like practice squad, if you will, guys, then probably don't care to pay attention to it, but I'm intrigued by it. I definitely want to see how Lewis King does. Ramsey does Woodard who hasn't played a whole lot, seems to have fallen out of favor um, with Walton and the staff. So yeah, it's going to be a a young guy game. Same for the Blazers already touched on that. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, most of their bench guys are not going to play. They're going to sort out a lot Mm -hmm. of their like uh, exhibit 10 contract guys, which they have a couple good players on that exhibit deal that you might know more about than me, but I know Dennis which, Smith yeah, is on and that for which, the Blazers. So you'll see him. Yeah. Um, and so I know just for uh, reference for people out there, most teams offer the exhibit 10 to guys. They are looking to sign to their G league um, affiliate. So okay. you see those going around and it, it essentially gives them kind of first rights and a little bit more money opportunity to, to claim those players um, for their G league squad. So just as a, that, that helps. Um, when I didn't you know see, when you see that out there, that's usually right. because they're looking in, they want to hold on to them that they're not necessarily going to get right a roster spot. Um, but it gives opportunity uh, for the first dibs of a, of and the a Blazers contract are definitely a team that have their, you know, 10 guy rotation already figured out like they this isn't even with a new coach chauncey billups now stepping in for terry stotts uh, th- there's no real question as to who their 10 or 11 on a normal night's going to be so for them this is definitely about running out as many of their guys as they can to see who can fill out the roster yeah so just just a little bit more info on that exhibit Go, 10 please so it allows a player who's cut so if you sign the guy to the exhibit 10 it brings them into training camp so you then would cut that player, but it get, allows them to earn a bonus of up to 50,000 if they sign with the G League team and stay there for at least 60 days. So again, like it's a little bit more money incentive. So if you keep 
Terry and you keep Coleman, right? That's gives them a $50,000 bonus. Um, if they end up staying there for, in addition to their, what is it? Is it 500,000 now? The minimum um, that you can get? Yeah. Um, for, I'm not for quite your sure. That sounds contract. right. I think that was the, they set, I think a, a price, um, the NBA did sense. during everything, uh, to try and get people to stay right and stay in that league. Um, this is a yeah, good ad so for that, Jill's water cooler, everything you're doing right now. This isn't part of that, yes. but this is um, this is why we do this. This is why we have you, Jill. Yeah, but it, and then it also, I mean, and then by having them in your G League, right, you're getting to see see them more. And so if something happens during the season via trade or something like that, it, it allows you to kind of have that relationship already to possibly sign as a two-way or an open roster spot. 10 day contracts, et cetera. So um, it just kind of keeps that relationship building between young guys. And when you saw in the summer, how Coleman and Terry played, right. It, it made sense that the Kings would want to keep them around with these other developmental guys. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like and a Terry guy a like Terry, too. right. And a guy like Terry who last year played overseas and played in the, uh, the bubble or whatever with the Clippers, I believe. And so um, this gives a little, maybe him some more money incentive to maybe not go overseas and stay and stay here. So, yeah. This is uh, to build off this, a good little transition to roster projections, because this game is really going to tell us who's going to fill those fringe spots for the Kings. So Jill, do you, knowing the contracts and how they're currently laid out for the Kings, as I know you do the non-guaranteed guaranteed deals, as you explain the exhibit 10, which the Kings don't have anyone on an exhibit 10, if I'm wrong or do that. Is Coleman it Stuart? and Terry and Terry and Coleman, Coleman are the, uh, Terry. And then maybe, maybe Stewart, Stewart as well. The rookie it from could Duke. be the three. Um, okay. Yeah. And then we know the two ways right now are Lewis King and Kata. Yep. And then Damian Jones and Shemezi Metu are on non-guaranteed. They're the guys who could be cleared out of the roster. Are they are guaranteed? Damian Jones is guaranteed. Up. You're right. Yep. You're right. They're both both, both had both had them picked. However, up. they are only like one mil contracts or so. They're not much. So yes, they're guaranteed, which would make you think they're going to make the team. But they're minimums, right? They're, they're, they're minimums. minimums. You yes. can get out of it relatively easy easily if you wanted to open up that spot. So thank you for clarifying that for me. And so do you think there's going to be any surprises on this final 15 or do you think we already have it set? Like none of these guys on the outside are going to make it in, in your opinion. No, I, Terry Coleman and Stewart are all exhibit exhibit. So they're going to go to the G league. You think? And I think they're going to end up signing with the Stockton Kings. Cool. I I'd be shocked at this point. If they're not, that's kind of why you usually offer these. Um, right. I don't see any surprises, at least based on what we've seen so far, they have their set. Um, I only say this just because they have so many big men that I've been holding out this mindset that in the end, as they get right towards the season, which we're obviously almost there, that Damian Jones and or Metu might, even though their contracts were guaranteed at the beginning of camp, because you don't know how injuries are going to play out or how guys are going to play. You want to make sure you have enough bodies, but I've been holding this mindset that maybe one of them will actually end up getting cut, even with that guaranteed deal. If someone really impressed out of those exhibit tens or two way, you know, Lewis King really impresses you decide to give them the standard deal fill in another person with the two-way yes That's and i think that that could happen i just don't think they necessarily need to do, to do it that yet. yeah it's unnecessary I mean, um if they wanted yeah i mean normally you would end up yeah i just i think just because uh you have like the Woodard, like those guys are all between jones metu ramsey woodard 
um, and they're all making less than two million, right? right? Like that. Uh, if you ever wanted to go that route, like you had mentioned dropping Woodard before and, and, and promoting, um, King, they can, they can do that at any, any time. I don't think they necessarily have to do it now. True. Um, right now they have their 17 bodies and they seem com- comfortable in that. We haven't heard anything about anybody like on a, right. a bubble, That's true. right? I haven't heard anyone overly impressed either. No. And so, and, and at least right now you have King on that two way, right? So he's not going anywhere. And if a trade right happens down the road and that trade frees up a roster spot, then you can always bump him up then. Um, But right now, even those, all four of those guys too, could be trade filler pieces as well being on, um, you know, small deals. So yeah, I, I, I see your point, but I don't know if they necessarily have to do it yet. And we haven't heard anything about Terry no, Coleman or Stewart. Like, but um, maybe tonight we, that's my point also is maybe tonight one yeah. of those guys really falls out. And then they're, they, you know, all of a sudden now they're kind of like reconsidering what their plan is, but you're not thinking that's I, I would I, Well, at this point, I would think they'd already have, it's fair. it wouldn't be based on time. It'd be like, I'm pushing a narrative a prolonged for no um, to me. The fact that they picked up Joan, like the, those it cemented them in. Yeah. Um, at least for, for the moment. Yeah. Sure. Um, quick, quickly on this, because it's been talked about plenty. Do you take anything of Ben Simmons saying he would be fine going to Sacramento and then also Ben Simmons and his agent doing some sort of little no. power move, like bluff today, Rich Paul and, and Ben Simmons. No, you're not. I mean, and we're then not going to go down that hole again. For sale, like, right. And then the house I going mean, up for sale. I'll report, but I'm going to put both of my houses up for sale. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, to me, let me know when someone's traded or That's right. let me so know if tweeted earlier. It's like, yeah. everything is like, oh, breaking news. And then it's like, it's oh, really they're news. meeting. Like, yeah. I, I don't care if they're continuing to meet. Like, and go have fun with that chemistry and go have fun throwing him out there in front of your fans who have been trashing him all summer. Right. And saying if he, if they're at a game and he come and he ends up playing, they're just going to boo him. Um, which I totally get because that's Sacramento. We've seen people do that here. Um, once, once you kind of make a comment, right. That's this disparaging, uh, it's just the whole thing is just ugly. Like it. And yeah. And, and they're so worried about, they've been so worried about chemistry the last couple of years. I mean, that's got to be uncomfortable. Um, I, I love off seasons coming in. If, yeah. if he was to ever come in, I just don't know how you salvage that. If they do, I guess I'd be really impressed, but I just don't know how you act like none of the things that happened happened. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't know. I love off seasons in any sports because you need, obviously there's, there's a giant lull period, especially, you know, in that gap after the season ends for your team and then like drafting and free agency where nothing really happens. So you need to find something to talk about, especially writers and podcasters right. and stuff. Yep. So I just love with the Kings. It's always something, it just seems like so like over the top or yeah. like unrealistic in most cases, but it's like, it, it grabs your attention. You're like, oh, wow, Ben Simmons, tell me more. And then it goes on for way too, way <laughs> but too now long. the fact that it's like, keeps going on. Yeah. And to me, it's more so, it's off-putting that everything that they put out says like breaking news in front of it. And it's like, yeah. it's not, I mean, like 
it's just another part of the saga. It's not like breaking news and that something actually happened. It's, and then even today after it was, well, they're just, they're still just continuing to talk. And it wasn't Simmons that talked to anybody. It was just his agent. So it's, again, it's not even like Simmons and these guys are actually getting in a room and talking again. It's everything's being done through. That's not checkers. Through agent say, and everything else. So I don't know just, who's playing what at this point. Yeah. They're playing some other game I've never, yeah. I've never seen or paid um, attention to. Yeah. No more but, Ben Simmons uh, yeah. talk. And then, and then the whole him like coming to Sacramento. At this point, I think the guy just wants to play for anybody and, not and, being yeah. the Sixers. That's clear. So, that that I'm and wants his cash sure. and wants his cash. Don't we all? Don't we all? Right. Uh, so, what what did happen this weekend? Kings related, and it looked like fun. I wish I could have been there. At a, a, uh, I've always actually wanted to attend one of these along with a summer league game, which I know you've been to summer league games, Jill. The Kings Fan Fest, first one since 2019. It's back. Uh, and they had a fun time on Saturday. There was a lot going on. I'm getting calls now, Jill. John Gruden just was forced to resign. So this is going to blow up news headlines. Wait, what happened? John, I'm t- shifting gears, but I'm getting my phone blown up. I'm a Raider fan, as people know, John Gruden. Wait, did he really he he just, resigned? He just stepped down um, after more of his emails and really messed up, fucked up. And I'll say that because there's no other way of putting it. Things that there he said is. came out. And uh, yeah, can't escape your past, John. So that's going to make a lot of headlines. I'm just going to turn my phone over. It's pretty nuts. $100 million man, no more, Jill. $100 million man, no more. But Fan Fest, shifting back to what I was saying. Actual King stuff. Yeah. Everybody, which, you know, he had to do it and he couldn't wait around. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who has not had a chance to play in front of fans, at least uh, until I think they played like their last two home games with a couple people and they're like families in there, if I'm remembering correctly. But he hasn't had a chance to play in a field golden one, which... FanFest looked like it was almost practically filled. He went out there and he literally, when his first time in front of a lot of fans, Sacramento Kings fans in that arena, serenaded them, uh, singing, what did he sing? Um, something about uh, the song about love. I, I meant to write it down. Do you, did you see this? No, you didn't. He sang some song. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. The, the FanFest, okay, yes. Sorry, our minds are both elsewhere. There's a yes, lot going on. Now, in okay, world. I know what you're talking about. Sorry, yes, no, Jill, now. I get it. I'm trying to keep my focus as much as I can <laughs> and not look at everyone that's the currently texting thing. me. Yes. <laughs> he sang, and I thought he sang pretty well. He got highly reviewed from De'Aaron Fox and some of the teammates for how he did. Um, of course, I never want to hear him, hear him actually uh, sing. I mean, play some basketball, dude. I, I could care less if you could sing or not, but he was entertaining and he was really involved with the crowd. And I love that about Halliburton. He's just a very lovable guy, as I've said multiple times. So, that came out of there. Davion Mitchell sang the uh, 2C slide for about four seconds. Mm-hmm. DJ Stewart. You know what I love? Yeah. You know what I loved about danced. the Halliburton thing too, is it's like, as someone who can't sing, like, I love that he just owns it. Right. I mean, yeah. like you see no, so many rookies it. out there that are like embarrassed and I get it. Like, oh God, like I'm, it's one thing to go out there and play basketball in front of people, but it's another thing to write, to go out there and sing, especially if you're not musically inclined <laughs> like <laughs> with the voice, but he totally like every time he owns it and just has fun with it. And is like, it's like, he's saying karaoke, like, like the rest of us do, right? Like we don't care what it sounds like. We're just going to go out there and have fun. And I thought him and Davion did that. And it was, that's the point of cool fan fest entertain. Right? Like it's, it's these it players fun. chances to really be themselves. You know, they're not playing, they're just messing around and they get to show the people who they are as people, uh, show the fans who they are as people. And they did that. And, Tyrese is, is absolutely 
going to be so beloved by these guys as he already is. Davion fast approaching that level himself. DJ Stewart, you know, important time for someone on an exhibit contract on the fringe to kind of get himself some recognition, which he danced pretty good to Levitating by Dua Lipa, which is an awesome song. So a lot of shenanigans, a lot of fun. The main point I'm trying to get from this and why I brought it up is the team looks loose. They continue to look loose and fan fests are usually like that. You know, there's, I don't think there's ever been drama at a fan fest, but this team looked like they're having fun. Tristan's in there doing his Iman Shumpert impersonation, like really hyping everybody up and enjoying the vibe. And again, just hope it can carry into the season for as long as it can, because you need that. You really need that, that mindset and those good feelings heading into a, a yes. normal season again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved it. And then did you see the, uh, uh, just more of the quotes that's come out, right. And, uh, Terrence Davis talking about the chemistry and just, right. uh, guys out there having fun as you said, Fox, like all these guys, again, they're saying the right things. No, let's just see it on the court. <laughs> let's see it right. translate. Translate it. Translate <laughs> we, it please. We, we love all the, the hot mic, you know, quotes, but Let's see it out there on the court. Yeah, no, it's, and we're excited. We're definitely anxious. Uh, what, what's, what's today again? The 11th, so we're seven days, eight days away. They play on the 19th? Yep. No, well, yeah. well, that's the opening night. Are they far? Are they playing, or maybe they play on the 20th. If dates, dates are hard. At 20th, yep. 20th. At the okay. Trailblazers. At the Trailblazers. So that's also, yeah, getting a, getting a feel for Portland right now, the players are, because that's where they'll be again in 11 days. Or nine days, excuse me. Again, math. Jeez. So <laughs> not the end of the day. Set. We're here. We're good. Like, I know, it's... right? I just coached a soccer game. We got our butts kicked. Jill, don't coach soccer. That's just my advice to you. I did years ago. You yeah, did. That's right. Been... I, we talked about this. Yeah, I coached my nephew. Uh, yeah, I'm coaching a bunch of middle Just a couple schoolers. years out of high school, I coached him um, and his little guys. But yeah, I, I try to have fun. Nothing but recently. <laughs> so competitive all the time. All that matters is they enjoy themselves, which they are, but I'm like, I want to win every game. I feel, but see, and that's the thing. I feel like from when I did it all those years ago, it wasn't as like, when you go to games now, it, there's a shift in how parents and fans, and I mean, we all know that like reacted no oh matter God. what yeah, sporting event. Me. And uh, yeah, I just feel like when I, when I coach, I mean, they were little and it wasn't, it was pretty cool in the sense that we never had any like crazy parents or any um anyone like that so but yeah now when I go and watch my I mean that nephew is now older but when I go and watch my other younger ones now and I'm just like oh my gosh like right guys like it's they're just out there let them have fun I mean because you screaming is gonna make them not have fun no it's true they're just trying to enjoy it um yeah I like but I get the competitiveness. Though. I get the competitiveness. You want to teach them young too to be competitive. And that's my mindset. Oh, sure. It's, Otherwise they're going to look like the Sacramento yeah, Kings last year. Yeah, it's that fine line of being competitive and making them like oh, yeah, not just, hate the sport. Right, <laughs> right? yeah. Make, make sure they actually still want to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a balance um, for sure. But, but no, I mean, because then they get excited when they do well too, right? Like oh, yeah. it, it becomes a fun thing. So then they're more yeah. into it for sure. Yep. Davion's dunk. Practice highlights. Again, social media team for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. outstanding I think we were job. all met to on that right yeah all right we were all met just, to. <laughs> or tristan thompson in the background of the photo just like mouth open <laughs> social media team is absolutely killing it for the kings as they always do best social media team in the land and uh yeah they've been pumping great content out Davion's dunk and what i loved about it most the reactions were great of course davion looking like he didn't care 
like that was just like casual for him rising up and dunking over a couple people that was awesome that's why the guy's so infectious and in how he is and his mindset he's never gets too high never gets too low he's just him he's a baller and he goes at it and so i i just i like that he just just uh, your best play probably in practice as a rookie so far got back on oh, defense. totally just and i remember to yeah i remember watching um highlights and you know after obviously we drafted him and then just the draft process watching tape and stuff on him I didn't realize he had the hops that he had um and so I was we were able to see um and some of those packages them doing it but I was laughing at how many responses to that guy with was um if you were you know if you weren't out searching you know for those clips and things like that that how many people were like, oh man, he could dunk. Like I had no idea he had the hops. Oh I yeah. Mean, you just never know when it comes yeah. to some shorter guys. He's six um, one, right? And or even he says some he's taller two. guys that just don't dunk, right? Like everything's a finger roll. And so, uh, but he does, he gets up there. And I think that helps with his, his defense, right? He's springy, like he gets around. And so, um, yeah. I, I don't think, tell me what you think. I don't think I've been this excited for a Kings rookie. And I, I can't really, maybe since Tyreek Evans um, or Jim, or, I guess, if I'm, being, if I'm being honest, well, Tyrese, yeah, of course. But, you know, they, we didn't get to see a whole lot of stuff like this, like the practice dunks or sure, all that stuff because sure. he wasn't allowed to. But Jimmer, I remember admittedly being really pumped because Jimmer was like all the rage, you know, pulling it from half court and made it cool. Jimmer did it first, not Steph. Jimmer did. And I'm going to get so much feedback on that. But... <laughs> It's been, yeah, I mean, I don't know when the last time I was so excited to see a guy play for the Sacramento Kings coming into his rookie year. Davion's, Davion's the dude already. He really is. That's why I keep talking about him. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And now my dogs have decided to start going. Yeah. Sporadic. So I love you hear them in the background. Well, they decided it's playtime now under me. I've been on the computer all day, so it's like right. pay attention to me. Yeah. So Excuse now they're me? just going at yes. each other. De'Aaron Fox's <laughs> um, comments. I'm sorry, unless you have more. But you yeah, say. no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on at least the, the excitement factor and how much people are putting on him yeah, to really like change the culture of everything. Right. Like it's, you're asking a lot. I mean, I know he's a he's an older rookie, but it's still a lot to put on any first year, real first year player. But you know what? He seems to embrace it. Right. Like he's. Uh, and, and according to, you know, all the players that he's bringing that kind of mentality, um, you know, every day. So, and, and the kid has done it everywhere he's gone. Like you hear that from his ex teammates at, at, uh, the different colleges he attended, um, that that's just what he was man knows work so, and that's it. Yep. And, uh, again, kudos to Monty McNair two years in a row, I think acing it on his first round yeah. picks, not overthinking yeah. it, not worrying too much about. Where's he going to play? Whatever. Just took the best guy and very high Take character guy two years in a row. Yep. Took a guy who, you know, is going to give you 1000% of what he's got. Uh, De'Aaron made a comment after practice on Saturday, I believe, or maybe Friday, one, sometime over the weekend while we were watching other sporting events. Um, he said, do what we're here to do, but have fun while we do it. It's been great so far. Highlighting the atmosphere and the energy that he's experiencing this training camp with the Kings. I personally cannot hear enough of that. I get it. We've said it. We want to see you translate it. But this is, I mean, this is the top guy. This is your dude. This is your main guy right. coming out and making a comment that I don't remember him, 
making. I was just going to say, I, mean, I don't remember him saying something like we, that. We like to say that those are like small comments, but I mean, I don't remember him saying like that they were having fun before. Right. right. Like, and that's sad. I mean, so and sad. that's sad. Right. And even Davis mentioned the comment that like, I think this is the best job I can have in America. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That he's like, I know this is work, but it's fun like, work, but we love actually coming here. And how many times have we heard about people not loving to come here, even though they're getting more paid, than we've right? heard, like they're just coming it. to get their check. Like that's right. I mean, and they made it known. I'm just here to collect my check. And so it's nice to see um, that, that they're out there, um, you know, and enjoying themselves and having fun. And then you hope, right. That that enjoyment builds that chemistry and, and keeps building these guys wanting to grow together. Um, right. I mean, and that's the thing is we, the, the young guys we're talking about, you want them to be here, right. Um, for a while, like you don't want to hear their names right. in the sell them on you don't want to right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and it reminds me of when they were having fun, um, you know, it was Jaeger's last year. Right. And, and how, like they had oh, that Dave. identity right? and we keep talking about chemistry. And I think there's, you can talk about identity as well. Right. Like it's, um, you know, they had that scores identity and just how much fun they were having and all the post-game comments from opposing teams were no, right? how much That's fun so they were having and you know team. within two years so that same you know right um core uh it was charlotte right that they had played charlotte and the post game of of the charlotte players were man these guys look like they're having so much fun like they're running us off the court two years later charlotte is saying how we're a joke like and they're coming here and we just know the kings are an easy win and we're a joke like in a span yeah. of two Life years, it fast. was, oh my God, look how much fun these guys are having. And they're, they're not easy to, oh, they're just a joke now. And so, I mean, it's so again, like you want to get back to that, that vibe. And we had people watching league pass all the time saying the Kings were their league pass team. Um, and so again, that gives you excitement and we all want to see them on national TV. Like you have to start doing these things for you to start being acknowledged. Have you, so there was a tweet a while ago from someone, I want to say a Kevin Fippen, um, that name sounds familiar. I, I might be messing up his name. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Um, I don't know Kevin, but I think this was him that tweeted. I could, again, it could be way on, but someone tweeted when the Kings were really fun that year and then followed up 2019 with Luke Walton's 0-5 start and whatever. There's something along the lines of, man, I really miss when the Kings were awesome for two months. Like that was so cool. And just so funny when you put it like that, because it, it was such a short amount of time that we got to enjoy some awesome, exciting basketball where teams are complimenting us. Steve Kerr, Kings went 0-4 against the yeah. Warriors that year. But every time after that game, Steve Kerr pointed out, Dave Yeager's an awesome coach. We didn't deserve to win this game. They deserve to keep beating us. Like, he was scared of us, it seemed. like And he what was they're building, right? Right, it's right. He was relieved that they got so, out with a win because yep. it's like they almost beat us, you know? Um, yeah, it, it, amazing how much can change. And, of course, a pandemic will we'll do that as well, but a lot can change. I mean, in, in that's years. what people are saying about Phoenix, right? I mean, it took, there you go. yes, so I know, it's Chris, I know it point. took Chris Paul, but again, but the fact that they're winning and it's like, oh, those guys are having fun and they're, they're actually succeeding. They went from the bottom to the top. Like I know, Why not us? look at the, right. I just keep going. Look at the giants, right? They have the 8% chance of yeah. at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Again, that's why you play. So these guys just put in the work, go out there and Buy do in. what you need to do. It's why you play.
No one expected the no one expected them three years ago on Dave's last year to do what they None. to almost be 500 either. So and I mean, to be contending you know, for the eight spot. Yeah, things happen every year. You have injuries, you have dysfunction. You know, I like between other teams. Like there's always other teams, you know, that have issues too. So when you could take advantage of things, um, which the Kings haven't done in previous years, it's you yeah, know a lot of a uh, lot of ifs. Um, you know, it's to close this out, how it is because you know, we mean you both agree, Jill. There wasn't a whole lot we could talk about on this Monday, at least in the basketball realm of things. We're gonna have a lot more come for sure Friday after the Kings again play their final preseason game Thursday, run out a lot of their starters in their main rotation against the Lakers at home. You can watch that game on NBC Sports Bay Area. So I'll definitely be watching, and we'll talk more about that on Friday with uh, a round table of guests that we'll, we'll, we'll mention more on Wednesday's podcast. But to close out for today. I wanted to ask you, there's just been uh, some news circulating about the NBA's interest in changing this like alternate concept uniform from what it is, has been like the city edition or whatever they call it to like more of a retro, like homage yeah. to previous years, like a throwback. Which the I mean, Kings have so like some good ones. So I'm was, excited. Like, that's please, my question. What like... do you, there's so many good ones. Yeah. Don't say the gold either. You're so full of crap. If you say the gold one is the one you well, want back. Will, just... will will be the only one. I know. And, and I'm talking exactly to Will. Oh, actually. Will's, yeah. He actually I, loves them. He's the only person that loves that jersey. Nobody liked those jerseys, but I like that people like are following that to trend. Jill, though, what uh, you have a lot to choose from. What say you? What jersey? You of give all me, of those. I, I need. I will answer this one next week because I'm oh, gonna okay. go back and You're go through back because I've had so many years of different. That's fair. I mean, obviously, like most of the ones we think of are like late '90s, the the, the early the years, thousands when they were good. Yeah. Um, I want the but black ones. I do That's like. The, I've always liked the retros and all that too. But we had the the checkers. We had the the black with the purple. Um, checkers is bold. Yeah. Well. Well, okay. Next yeah. episode, let's do like our top three or something like there that. And we'll, and we'll people, come back to this and then let us know your guys' top. There you like go. Yeah. So we can have some ideas. Your, yeah. No, I should, I should have warned you about that sooner. I threw that out at you, but I, uh, nope, I'm excited. Good. I'm excited about but what see, the Kings now we have roll it for out. Ne- now we have it for the next good. one. We're planning the next show already. Thank you guys for joining us. Giants, please go get a W and, uh, same with Kings actually stay perfect on the preseason and we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys back here on the Ball Sacramento Kings podcast on Wednesday. You guys have a great Monday night.